0: And we're here. Look, it's us. I know. It's been a while. It is. It's been quite a while. But we're back with a vengeance. Well, we're back. That's right. This is the Comedy Couch? It is. This is
1: the uh, Comedy Couch with Dennis Hensley and Tony Tripoli.
0: I know. So, there's lots going on. Really? Um, well, I don't know. Yeah,
1: I don't... Yeah, I mean, I'm not... I, that's so contrary of me, which is so out of my uh, wheelhouse. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you have a big post Well,
0: they're not... That's not that exciting. Um I at the top for example it's just stuff I saw. Um game change we both saw.
1: Yeah. That's I a loved good thing it. to talk about.
0: I thought it was fantastic.
1: It is fantastic. It's terrific and and uh I think that, you know, I mean I really despise Sarah Palin and and it what's sort of genius about it is at the start you kind of don't hate her. You kind no, of felt were like her. yeah, I you're felt like wow, oh, that really would be quite a position to be in and and she seems sort of sweet, and she seems sweet with her family. Blissfully
0: ignorant. She seems sweet with her family. Yeah. And there was a point in the middle where I really felt bad for her because they threw her into this insane situation, and she had nobody around her that was like. she had No, fr- I just felt so lonely for her in the middle, and then you could see her Except start. She to, didn't
1: take advantage of the help that was there around her. That's the thing. But like, they
0: weren't. She, it, it, I'm. T- I'm not talking about like. It, Help with the job, just somebody to tell her things were going to be okay. Just a yeah. friend. She didn't have a friend on that in that whole world. And um, but I liked. It was kind of a Frankenstein story because you could see that they sort of created a monster by the end when she started the attention and the and the um, adulation and the power started going to her head, and she was like, "Okay, I, th- I have. They're a- all here to see me. I'm the star here. I'm going to do what I want." It was and great. I
1: also think that. It was infuriating to me that they didn't, from day one, treat her with more honesty. You know, when she w- well, from the first time she was underprepared and didn't. They needed. To, they needed to go. Okay, here's the here's the deal. We're gonna really work you really hard to get you up to speed on right. foreign policy because that's gonna be a huge issue. Today. Yeah, the way they pussyfooted, and it's that the way that. Producers and executives Always are with the on-camera talent Do you know what I mean? It's that thing of like I don't want to hurt your feelings You don't want to give them Too much so,
0: information what, and not yeah. and so And
1: the, you know It was like It was such a whole dishonest thing On their end as well And then they were finally like well, well, can you just learn These 25 answers, yeah. you know
0: Well, because they did, And they also didn't know Where they were starting from In terms of her knowledge Like right. when you find out She doesn't know That the queen And the prime minister In England yeah. have different you know, the, the, the queen doesn't set policy, isn't considered the leader. You know, right. when you you find out all that stuff, you're just like, oh, sh-, you know, that's shit. unbelievable
1: that somebody could make be a politician in this country and not know that the queen of England is a figurehead that I mean, that's just un- that's well, like,
0: whoa. I believe that I totally believe it.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm not doubting that it's true. She's a yeah. moron. But I just yeah. it's wow, you know,
0: and I thought it was interesting that McCain and and her never spent time together. Even yeah. after they, even after she was on the ticket, they had no real relationship, uh-uh. and all through that campaign, he was not even around her. And uh, no, but I felt for all of them. By the end of it, I thought it was. People think that it's a hatchet job on her. Should watch it and and because uh, you know we have a lot of big Palin fans that listen to our podcast. Oh yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. But I just thought it was amazing, and I, it's weird when you know how something's going to end, and yet you're like, "What's going to happen? Oh it's my still god, still interesting." Right? Yeah. So. Thumbs up. Mm-hmm. You did it again, HBO.
1: Yep. We got another hit on our hands. We got another
0: hit on our hands. And um, right underneath it, I wrote Smash. And we don't need to go on and on about this, but I just want to say I'm still in. I
1: love it. I don't care. Okay. It makes I, me happy. You know what? I'm still so where I always was. Never watched an episode. Yeah. I love it. I think that's great. Yeah. I want it to be good. I just, you're the only person I ever hear good things about it.
0: I don't know. I, like, I, I remember when Rosie O'Donnell used to talk about Glee, and she's like, I know it's not perfect, but I just am so happy when I'm watching it. And I'm like, that's how I feel about the smash. I like Deborah Messing is good. Mm-hmm. And it's got a litter of chorus boys with lines.
1: Yeah. And they're all gay. And, and yeah, beautiful chorus boy bodies.
0: And, um, well...
1: Oh, no? I mean, It's that, not like there's there's hot, re- sexy chorus boys? No, it's not like I mean, they, are, they probably
0: are, but they, they're not shirtless or anything
1: yeah um, well that's mistake number but one. I like
0: the the <laughs> I like the the chorus kids dynamic and um, McPhee is awesome and I enjoy messing I can't decide if Angelica Houston's good or not or yeah. if we all just decided that once and we've stuck with it
1: it is weird that it was like 30 years ago we decided she was genius she in Pritzy's honor yeah. and now suddenly she's this in the grand demand. Yeah. of
0: the American cinema it's like yeah. well alright um, but she she's, she's compelling, whatevs. I'm just I'm not sure if she's good or she's not. She's weird looking is what she is. Well.
1: What, she is.
0: And speaking of weird looking, that segs right into my other thing that I saw, which is Friends with Kids. Oh, yeah, the, I haven't uh, seen that yet. It should be called Jennifer Westfeld's Face Looks Weird.
1: Oh, well. It's the filler.
0: Are we, you know, what? I, I like the movie. Yeah. I thought it had some good stuff. And then by the, at the beginning it started off kind of original, and at the end it just devolves into a sort of romantic comedy cliche where right. the guy has to turn a car around really fast and go get the girl, mm-hmm. uh, you know. But um, I thought it was that's how they that's how they got the ten million dollars. I guess was changing but, the um, ending, I'm sure. You know, John Hamm has some great stuff in it, and Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph, and it I I liked it, but the the, the Westfeld.
1: Well, what about Ashley Judd's new head? I haven't seen it on the posters for Missing. No, I don't and the, know. And the billboards say Ashley Judd missing, and I'm like, <laughs> yes, she is, because I'm looking right she at is. this picture of this bitch, and I don't, I don't know, know where know who it happened it is. To Ashley Judd. This but, is. It looks like her Asian half sister. <sighs> it's like she's puffy, round face, gigantic cheeks. And little Is it filler? Eyes. Yes, it's weird. It's like... It's the too much with the fillers. Too it's much It's not with the like they've gotten
0: facelifts or whatever. It's no, fillers. it's not
1: facelifts. It's, it's fillers. The filler, yeah.
0: And like critics and people that talk about pop culture, are you doing a disservice by not saying the thing that's staring everyone right in the face. Of
1: course. I think the problem with fillers is, and I think that I can speak first-handedly here.
0: (laughs) Is that what you had? Were those fillers? Yeah. Okay. Is
1: I think that what happens is because they tell you it's, you know, it's temporary. Right. This isn't a permanent thing like silicone. You're not going to be a Lisa Rinna lip punchline person for the rest of your life. So I think that people then go, oh, okay, well then go ahead and do it. And it's like, no, but you still need to not be heavy handed. You still need to, a little goes a long way. It's your fucking face.
0: Right. And, and that movie, your face may change, but that movie going to look exactly the same a year from now and two years from now yeah. and ten years from now. And um, your face looks weird in it.
1: But again, it's one of those deals where they tell you you're going to be really swollen at first. Right. And then the swelling's going to go down in a few days and it's going to look so great. Right. So you can't judge it when you're sitting there in the office, right. and they're putting injections in your face because your face is already swelling. And so if you go, "Wow, I feel like I look a little puffy," they go, "Well, yeah, yeah, that's because your sw- your face is swollen right now from the needle." Right. It'll go down, and then yeah, maybe it won't go down. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, no. Ashley Judd left her plastics or you know, dermatologist or whomever's office, theoretically, right, with this big round moon face. Thinking in 72 hours, this is going to tighten up and I'm going to have cheekbones and it's going to be. And then she's just walking around with a moon face.
0: Now, the people that look great and don't look like they've had crazy stuff done like Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Is it just because they're doing it better or are they not doing it as much or they're not doing it
1: at all? I think they're going to a good person and and doing really small amounts. I also think the Jennifer Jen Aniston, Aniston
0: looks great and Courtney Cox looks like puppet Head.
1: Well, I don't think that Jennifer Aniston is the same kind of thin that Courtney Cox is. I think Courtney Cox is virtually skeletal.
0: Right, but does that affect the way her face yeah, looks? Yeah, because the Courtney Cox is, has she has weird. no
1: flesh yeah. on her bones and so then when they just make cheekbones that aren't actual body fat, it's just, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The proportions are not Yeah. Right. You know, if you if your body fat percentage is down to 6% or something, then You're just – it's just not – and also Courtney Cox is super pale, whereas Jen Aniston is tan and golden, which I think also sort of softens it. Um, Jen
0: Aniston still kind of looks like herself. Yes, she looks
1: like a really gorgeous, healthy woman. Yeah, so that's enough. So
0: That's my friends with kids. Yeah,
1: but like Jean Smart, that's amazing, great work. Yeah. She's never looked like a lunatic. See? some, But is it because –
0: do certain people just get lucky with it? Is it certain – Doctors are better with it. So, I you know, think, you know, I also wonder – Because I don't you, think people set out to get no, bargain basement work.
1: No, but I think that you – how much do you trust the doctor and how much do you control it and go, Yeah. Okay, I know you want to put in uh, 10 cc's. Right. We're doing three. Right. And if – you know, and I'll come back in a week Yeah. if three wasn't enough. But don't, don't just say, well, while you're here. Yeah. You know, and, and I think a lot of do- – because I know from my experience – On Jonah Melissa, yeah, he was like, you know, when he got me in the chair, he was like, you know, and I agreed. I said, "Look, you do what you think is best. You just do it." Like, you know, because it was paid for, and it it was like a fun experience to let this big Doctor Two One Zero professional guy just do to my face what he thought would be the best thing. And then the truth was, I didn't like it, right? And so when I went back and said. Um, hey, I just feel like these I have these two big lumps On the side of my face That look sort of artificial And he was like, no, they're great And I was like, I know But I don't really like them And he's like, no, no, no they're perfect I wouldn't change a thing And I go, no, I get you Wouldn't change a thing But what I'm right. saying is It's my face and I feel uncomfortable He refused to do anything to it He so wasn't I, he, he wasn't listening to you No, so I had to go back I would go to a different doctor And say, can you soften this? Can you make this look more natural? And with one syringe You know, with one needle She made it like night and day, different
0: how long after you'd had it
1: um about a month, wow, six weeks, maybe I waited but that but weren't you were you but annoyed he, with the doctor that he couldn't he was look like, at look thing. as an artist, this is the per- this is exactly the result I wanted, and I'm so happy with it
0: but y- it's not your that's not the I issue know. it's your face and, and at that, that point, I realized this it. is
1: not a conversation that's worth continuing, and yeah. frankly, it was also because. I didn't know him before. That was something that Joan had set up. Right. And out of respect to Joan, I certainly you didn't, didn't want to. Wanna... Yeah. And I asked Joan first, I said, look, Joan, I feel a little uncomfortable with how this has settled a month later. Right. Is it okay with you if I call him and make an appointment and ask if he can right. do something to, you know? So I, and she was like, absolutely. Because I was really afraid. I didn't want to stir up shit. Right. Um, and, you know, and Joan was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Go back, of course. That's, you know... She got it.
0: What was the thing that the the other person put in? Was it something else? So the
1: doctor, what we did on Jonah Melissa was a product called Radius, which is a soft filler that hardens in 24 hours and lasts for a year to three years, depending on your how long your body takes to like dissolve it. Um, And I had like he gave me these large cheekbones that I just think look like Avatar and it caused a shadow underneath that literally looked like a bruise. Like it like so, there
0: was the, it was like a stripe. It yeah. was like it looked like makeup or um, right. It looked yeah. like I had a red
1: mark, and it yeah. was it wasn't red. It was actually the shadow from. The, it was right. just too prominent, and so then I, when I went to uh, my regular lady that I would go to for Botox, you know, twice a year, and uh, Dr. Ella, who I love, and she said, "Oh yeah, we can soften that with just a little filler." So we used I think Juvederm, and just around the edges of what he put just put a little more to make it not such a dramatic bump. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? She filled out the underside so it wasn't so like hollow. Right. Cause
0: that's what Jennifer Westfield has. She has those whalen flowers and madam where they look like bumps.
1: Right. Yeah. And so I just, especially from certain angles. Right. And, and when I watch Jonah Melissa, I just like, I just go, ugh. like, you know, Even
0: more episodes or just that episode?
1: No, all of it because I didn't get it really. I didn't really get it fixed until we were almost completely done with shooting. But
0: now, what did Ella say when you went in? Because she knows you from before, right? Yeah,
1: and you know, I was like, I really feel like this is. Look, you know, she's a doctor. Isn't going to badmouth another doctor, right? But she was like, I can't believe that if any patient that came back to me and said this, I'm not comfortable with this. this." What can
0: you do? Right. The Um, customer's always right.
1: Yeah. Right. So. But well, so let's hear it for Dr. Ella. Yeah, yes. Dr. Ella. Yeah. And I um, gave Dr. Ella the thrill of her life because she came to a taping. Mm-hmm. And on one of the commercial breaks, I literally brought Joan out into the audience. Oh, nice. So that she could meet Dr. Ella. I was like, this is my face lady. And you would look when you introduce your face lady to Joan Rivers. That's she gives that kind she gives of like, the face uh, doctor a very special kind of a
0: hug. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Well, she's sort of the patron saying I know. And so yeah. Dr.
1: Ella and her receptionist, Erica, were both like, oh, my God, we got to meet Joan Rivers. Yeah. And she was like, thank you for taking good yeah. care of my Tony. And like, it was really Aww, a sweet moment.
0: That's so cool. Yeah.
1: Joan's the best, man.
0: We um, we did a segment this week on the show where people showed their worst fashion moments. The hosts all showed theirs. And Joan looks so much better now than she does. Yes. in that Picture from the 90s. And I know people like to talk about the way she looks and whatever. And it's an ongoing joke, whatever. She looks so much better now than in that picture. And maybe it was a bad outfit, that hair, whatever. But it really was – Well, no, but she'll you. It tell was like you. 16 years ago. And yeah. she looks She looks, much – And it's not just styling. I think it's a combination of different you know, she things. But looks she looks
1: more alert. She yeah. looked, there was something in that picture where she looked sort of tired – yeah, like her face, you know, and that was the year of Fargo. So she may have been exhausted. <laughs> but um, she'll tell you that she she's like, you know, well, that's the thing. When you do surgery on top of surgery on top of surgery, right? They're building blocks. And I had to look like that for five years to get to look like this. Oh, wow. Like she will explain that. that Well, that's what surgery number three looks like. Yeah. That you're at the mid, you're at the midway in the process.
0: Yeah, you're, it's like yeah, you have to take. It's a prerequisite. Yeah, to take so she face totally owns. She's like yeah, I didn't face. like.
1: I didn't like how I looked at that point. She but was at an that intermediate phase. We were just drywall at that point. <laughs> we hadn't done any mud work, and we hadn't, you know, yeah. in and stuccoed the house yet.
0: Right. So, um, yeah. I love that. So I'm going to go to Key West like you did not <gasps> long ago. I'm going that week Are you week going off. to Island House? I'm going to Island House. Is it just called Island House? i got to start getting it right.
1: I believe it's called Island House Key West. Island House Key not, West. But not the Island House. Yeah. No, it's Island House Key West. i got to start getting it
0: right because I've uh, got to get the word out about it. And oh, it's um, so
1: terrific. I, I want to go again. To it. it was great.
0: Yeah, I'm going that week uh, that you have off. So. so
1: beginning of April. Yes. That's
0: fantastic. And then from there I'm going to New York. For Excellent. a couple of days, and then back here. What's happening in New York? I'm just gonna see shows and see friends and see Tom and Scott and I mean the You have to see Ghost. Shane.
1: You have to see Evita. I want to see. You have once. to see Death of a Salesman. I know. I yeah, was, once. I, I've got
0: like Carrie. Maybe I've got like yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Maybe I don't think I can do a matinee Sunday. Like I have, th- I have three days of shows, yeah. so I've got to make a plan. Danny Casas is gonna be there too. Amazing. And he might already
1: have Ghost tickets. That's great. Yeah. Do I want to see Ghost? Can I tell you one thing about Ghost? Since yeah. I, Have you I seen it? Seen, no. It wasn't open when I was yeah. just there. But they were loading the set in. hmm And this might be a spoiler alert. I don't think it is. Right. But I'm just warning. Um, oh, which reminds me. We had a joke in the show mm-hmm. this week um, that didn't – one of the jokes that was pitched was something about – uh, game Change, because we were talking about uh, Julianne Moore in yeah. a dress at the premiere. And it was something like, I have, um, for those of you that haven't seen Game Change, spoiler alert, Sarah Palin's a moron. Right. Or something. It, it, yeah. And Joan afterwards was like, what does spoiler alert mean? And I thought that was so interesting that she had never heard that expression. She's like, I've heard that before. What does that mean when people say that? It's interesting.
0: Because she never reads Entertainment Weekly.
1: Well, and it's one of those things <laughs> where that's like...
0: where it's kind of like...
1: And it's also like, yeah. That's I'm not making fun of her at all, and I don't even think it's an age thing. No, I it's think it's a. If you read certain kinds right, of, magazines it's like when she didn't flunk. know what cheese in a can was. Yeah, because that's just not her world. Yeah, and so yeah. So she was like, "What is this?" You know, we had to, we. She didn't know dick in a box. Yeah. She didn't. There's. It's funny the things that that are cultural phenomena yeah. that yeah. aren't a part of her world. Yeah. Anyway, um. I but like um, what were we – oh, so they were loading Ghost. in the sets for Ghost, and I was staying uh, – my hotel was across the street. What and was the so, name of your hotel, by the way? I might
0: I – I don't know if I'm going to stay with friends or at a hotel. Yeah, I
1: stayed at the Best Western Presidential. Okay. Um, And it was so great, and I loved it. Okay. And um, anyway, um, they were loading in this gigantic armoire that was hot pink and purple. It looked like – it would go in like you know, like a six-year-old girl's bedroom. Right. But it was clearly, I'm assuming it's for it's the voodoo lady, you know, the the Whoopi Goldberg character when she's what was the her fortune name? teller, Edwina
0: or something like that. Molly, you're in danger, girl. Right.
1: And she's like a hacky fortune teller, so right. I imagine it was in her office. Right. But the thing is, you know how armoire they're on they're on feet they have they're on legs and there's space under mm-hmm. it. There was fringe hanging to cover the the feet. Which means it was a magic trick. Like it has somebody; it's empty, and then they close the armoire doors, and then someone comes in through the back, and later on, someone is in the armoire. Like wow. it's clearly one of those magic trick props. Yeah. And so I thought, oh, they're really kind of giving away either the the magic the the Whoopi Goldberg character's entrance or something, and mu- some music num one of the musical numbers she must do, like hacky voodoo magic or something. And that little prop—it was, was just sitting on the street for like three hours one afternoon. Well,
0: now the secret's out. Yeah, so whatever. I saw the but, trailer online, and they barely show her character. Barely. Yeah,
1: but I really so, want to see it.
0: Yeah, I would see that. So um, I think once is the top of my list, but we'll see. Is—is um, is it
1: going to still be Irish or? I think they were is. Irish, right?
0: I think it is Irish. Yes. Yeah. Although so they're the, not—they're the not making American, it American, but I think that it's set in Ireland. Oh, actually. okay. There's an article I just read on it, so yeah,
1: um, yeah. It's an exciting time in New York. There's so there were 26 shows about to open between the time I was there last and the end of April when the wow. time are. Wow, I want to see Evita.
0: I'd see Ricky Martin for sure.
1: Yeah, um, I had a friend that went last night, and it was only like the third preview, mm-hmm. and he texted me at intermission and said it's good, but there's big problems, but they're they're fixable. Yeah you know it was and he made it sound like it was like technical stuff like oh, okay. set pieces Something and like they just need to wrong. do it more It yeah, just needs yeah, to be yeah. more of a well it has machine. to be because
0: i mean it's a, it's a show that is established it's not right. like right
1: right you know and i don't love the show but i would love I've to i've never go in... seen it
0: I've, yeah. been, I've seen the movie i i know the music some of it but i've never seen the play or the musical um,
1: so there's that um we have to talk about The Color Purple.
0: We do. I, that's on my list. We went to The Color Purple at the Celebration Theater. At
1: Celebration Theater. And let me tell you something. It's fantastic. It's
0: so good. Great cast. I got to talk to a lot of them afterwards, and they were all so excited to be in it, and they were lovely. And it's a great show. There's
1: sexy black men.
0: Doing cool choreography. Yes. Like that, whatever that, yeah. what kind of, is it called That like makes a th- Step. No, it's like, it's a kind of like stomp almost. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, um, they do a lot of like as if, I don't know. But yes, it's, they do, it's kind of like funky, but like not modern because it's definitely what you would have imagined.
0: No, it's its own genre because my friend Brittany was saying when I was, when she used to take dance, they did that. It was like step. I think it was called step, like whatever that genre of like cheerleading dance kind of movement is. Um, they're obviously they're using their leaders. bodies as percussion yes, and yes, such yeah. yeah
1: um i have to say michael Shepard as mister
0: i know I, told, was I saw him in the bathroom and i said phenomenal yeah i said that must be hard to come here every night and just be the worst person ever and he's like well it's not that. <laughs> he just basically yeah. said i'm he goes i'm a dick or i don't know what he said, he said something like that well he because kind of, he kind of he's um, yeah i mean
1: hating about it you know i've known him Socially for years We did that episode of Frank TV together When we were the village people mm. And you know he was the I Super know, queeny black leather daddy I didn't
0: realize that was him Or
1: was he the army guy I think he was the yeah. army guy Yeah he was right. the army guy And I was the super queeny gay Indian Right And like And it was like you know girl And like And then so to see like To see him be so believable As this straight Wife abuser <laughs> You yeah. know what I mean Like He was i was really really impressed with him yeah I, it really and you're so close to all of them
0: so they can't it's yeah not like the big show where if people hit certain marks and look the right direction you kind of believe that they're you're just so you're close absolutely to them. right yeah it's,
1: they can never like oh i was in my light and it was a sexy moment there's yeah. none it's like they're in your fucking lap
0: latoya london from american idol is suge and she's great she's kind of has that star quality that when she shows up
1: everyone sings so beautifully yeah and Shug avery doesn't sing until very late in the first act yeah and literally the first note she sings you feel the whole room get goosebumps yeah because her voice is just and it's also the way the song is but like mm. it's genius in the way it's written yeah it's the prettiest moment vocally in the show, and yeah. you're like 45 minutes in. And so it really makes you get why people would be excited about Suge Avery coming yeah. to town. Like it really sort of puts her vo- vocally on another level. Yeah. It's a really brilliant moment in the, the structure of the show.
0: And whatever whoever that actress is that played Celie, I met her afterwards. And she just lit up, and she was so warm. And, and she's and, a tour guide at Universal. Is she? And yeah. she said she came here, and she's been doing more TV and film. Like she's not musical girl. And that blew my mind because
1: she's so good. How tall is she?
0: Um, I think medium height. I, because she was I, so she's much not,
1: taller than all the other girls she's not, in the show. But. No,
0: but she's not. She yeah, she's taller than them, but she didn't seem yeah super tall standing next to you. Um, it was really, really. I think it's going to be tough to get tickets after a while. It may already be tough. I it's so I liked good. the
1: first act better than the second. The yeah. second act they kind of have to. There's all these storylines that sort of have to be wrapped up, and you yeah. feel like there were a lot of scenes that were like, "Well, we just needed this because we had to do this business."
0: Well, and also Nettie's the sister is gone, so you see her life through these letters and stuff, yeah. You know, but it's people aren't interacting in scenes with each other, right? It's interesting, but but and and that actress is really appealing, so you're happy. She's so
1: good. Yeah, it They're really all so the good. casting is really extraordinary. Yeah, because everybody's fate, and I love how they use the three women as like the sort of Greek chorus. Yeah. Sassy it's really fun. effective, and not yeah. you don't you do not feel at all like they've cut the cast in half. No, at all, no. which is a real triumph.
0: Um, and you talked about this months ago, but we bought a zoo. I finally saw it at a two dollar oh movie theater,
1: and you overpaid. No, I.
0: Here's the thing. I loved it. I I don't think it's a great movie, but I cared about those people from the first yeah. time you see them, and I feel like Cameron Crowe had like a, it was almost like he has a different kind of camera the empathy cam or whatever. No, no, like you see you just, inside
1: their heart. You're, no, you're absolutely right. From the right. beginning. Yes. And it's
0: not easy to do that. And a lot of filmmakers try to do it with well, different Well, Matt stories. Damon is so good. He's so good. But it was almost like, it was. I always felt like, oh, he must be using that new Empathy 2000 camera. That's really funny that yeah. you say
1: that. That's exactly. And I did cry. No, but that and moment like where he kids. says you've got to be brave for yes. 20 seconds or whatever it is, is like, God damn, that's great.
0: It just and the music I just liked it. It just worked on me like: And Game the scene Busters. with,
1: with yeah. him and the lion. It's amazing, right? Matt Damon is talking to the lion in the cage.: Oh yeah, And it kind of kind of like lurches yeah. at him at that one point, and that's the take that they used. Yeah. And he stays in the scene in a way that is so real and yeah. heartbreaking. And when I found out later that that was the only take you know, the lion really was pissed, yeah. and
0: there's less animal hijinks in it than you think. Based on the posters. There's less... Yeah, there's it's plenty a, of it, we but We took it's Matea, not, and it's not a movie for kids about, at all. It's not about, oh, look at the cute animals. No. Um, but I liked it. So there's that. Um, what else did I see? Um, well, I went to Tucson for a very quick trip. One of my... Two of my shorts were showing in the Gay Film Festival there. And I stayed with my friend Scott and hung out with his friends. It was a whirlwind trip, but there was a... Um,
1: well, because you had to save fashion, please. I
0: had to save. I had to save the show. There was That's a, why. Yeah, there was a remote shoot that the next day with uh, Joan and David Meester, who's a really fun designer. But um, the there was a short playing with mine that was called "The Faith of the Abomination," and it was about and I it was about this lesbian couple who had been living in Texas, and they had been ministers. they it's some kind of evangelical ministers mm-hmm. and. And they were they were in a place where they had been accepted but then they went to another church and they got the boot cuz they were lesbians. Yeah. So they decided they were going to go to another church and make this movie and this document this experience where the butch one was going to go undercover as a man. Oh no. So it's a, a an Asian girl who's the the wife. Right. Named Nan and her partner, who I I think her name's D or something, who can pass for male when she puts on a little goatee thing and, you know, dresses yeah. right and binds her breasts. And so they're like doing the lesbian Borat and going to this church for months and filming shit. It's like, like Albert
1: Nobbs, but interesting.
0: But it was kind of like, I don't think the <gasps> filmmaking was the greatest, but the story was like, holy shit. They went and did this, and, yeah. you know, and then they finally get revealed and stuff like that. And
1: what was the explanation for the camera crew being around
0: them? I think they just said, "Oh, oh, they were missionaries from um, Vietnam or whatever, and they wanted to send some of their."
1: Oh, okay. Uh, so that's why the yeah, camera was there. Yeah, that was their
0: thing, and I think Nan, who was the the wife, was uh, uh, Vietnamese or something, uh, Taiwanese, somewhere, uh-huh. somewhere Asian. And anyway, she was at the festival and so after and she was hanging around afterwards and kind of sassy and <laughs> she's now a bartender at a local bar in Tucson. So everyone came oh, to support yeah. her. She was all there. She's no longer with the woman oh. that uh she went undercover with. She's got a new uh, uh hot bush sure she does. uh partner. And I said, "Well, are you still going to church? Are you, you know, still religious?" And because you know, she they'd been ministers. They went to this church and that church and this one and it was all about that and she goes, well, I'm kind of taking a break for a while. So she's this sassy, really hot style, sexy, uh. lesbian bartender in Tucson. It's just like, yeah, she was a kick. But um, that's, that movie was like, you know, it was like this undercover crazy. And you're just on, you're, you're like, uh, when they finally are revealed, you're like, oh my God, what's going to happen? So wow. anyway, yeah.
1: Um, I watched The Skin I Live In last night.
0: I like it. Did you like it?
1: I did. I it's one of those movies where the less you know the better. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard for us to talk about. Yeah. Um I remember hearing a review on like NPR and they were talking about like the homosexual subtext and stuff. Right. And so I literally sat there for a really long time being like there's no what is the homo, you know, you have to kind of give that up. Um and then I you know ultimately I guess I kind of understood what they meant. Yeah. But um but antonio banderas is fantastic in it and it has really cool style it's very, I, I was gonna say it's it was super interesting super super to look look at i don't know that cool. i believe it at all but yeah it was it was, uh, interesting. It was
0: audacious and like I, I was into it when it was happening that's what i remember but, but yeah. and
1: that act the actress that is the lead actress is really kind of amazing yeah she kind of has one of those special faces mm-hmm,
0: for sure so yeah
1: um are like you down are you Downton abbey
0: I'm only one episode in because here's what happened. Our friend Gabriel said he wants to watch it, so I'm thinking maybe we could have a few nights and Downton Abbey it as as uh, and not watch it by myself. So I have to decide if we can make that happen or if I'm just gonna.
1: I feel like it's better to watch alone, and I don't know why. I just feel like it's such a well my okay my Downton I'm only Abbey one experience, in. my Downton Abbey experience was I like that you say Downton and not
0: downtown because I think a lot of amateurs that just read about it make yeah.
1: that mistake wow well, they're
0: idiots I'm sure people go into um, the video store all the time and say and you, have what's downtown funny, you know they're Abbey? always
1: in in all the episodes they're always talking about well at Downton well what are we gonna do at Downton yeah well at, at Downton we would never do such things um no but I was literally like anytime I could just steal an hour yeah I would just run into my room and watch another episode cuddled up in bed and like it was this amazing escape for like two weeks it's
0: like being in a good book
1: yes yes and i so it was so you know i literally anytime i could like oh god i really should go to bed because we have an early day tomorrow but i'm just going to watch one episode really quick like and it was such a treat, like a special time, a special thing I did for myself. I like it. Did you do um, a mud
0: mask? At this, uh, you know any of that? Yeah, at it the was time?
1: sort of like that. It was that thing of like.
0: And you're all caught up now.
1: Oh yeah, I you yeah. know devoured both season. I had to yeah. go and buy season two because I couldn't wait. I love but, it. Um, so I yeah, but it's great, and people should love it, and it's great. I love it. Well, people I have, love it. I have a guilty pleasure. Sure that I know isn't a really good show, but I get choked up almost every episode I watch. That's cool. And it's um, a little show called uh, Five Gays, One Girl. Oh, they the, the logo thing where they... Yeah, I think it's from Canadian yeah. MTV. Yeah. And I know it's like... Sort Why of, is it so moving? I don't know, because there's always one moment of like real truth that right. is sort of revealing. And I feel like because it's Canada, they're less... I feel like the, the gays are coming into it with much less of an agenda to, like, I, I'm, this is my platform and I'm going to be a star after this. Like, right. it feels so small, towny. Like, they really are doing a social experiment and mm-hmm. they're not trying to. And it's to always like, the same guys. Well, there's about 15 of them. Okay. And is it always and the same scramble, girl. And they scramble. Same host, who, Aaliyah, who is so great. Yeah. Aaliyah Jasmine. But, like, and one of the questions, I watched an episode last night, and one of the questions was, is the term lipstick lesbian offensive? What do you think? I would say, of course not. But
0: I, I would say whatever the lesbians say. I'll go with yeah. Them. That's their question. Like I, 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 I on its face, it doesn't seem offensive. It, it's more. It's like saying somebody's femme as opposed to butch. I don't. I you right. Know. It's like. But uh,
1: describing a, a, an out gay person as a bear as opposed to a twink. Yeah. Or it's uh, just
0: a way of one of those categories within categories within categories. Right. But I never thought of it as a lesbian, at all pejorative. As, yeah. As a lesbian, you might be like, oh, but I don't But like
1: overwhelmingly, that. they were like, yeah, that's like, you know, saying a straight acting gay. Like it implies that somehow it's better to be a straight acting gay As opposed to a queenie gay, and that a lipstick lesbian is like the better kind of lesbian, as opposed to those horrible butch dykes. And I never read any of that into it. But it was really a fascinating. Yeah, it was a really fascinating discussion, and I thought, oh, I want to ask Dennis because Dennis is smarter. And a better person than I am. And he will, of course, go, Well, yes, that's the title of this podcast, by the way. Dennis is a smarter person than I I am. I've been waiting
0: for a catchphrase. That should be it. Dennis is a smarter, better person (laughs) than I am. Um, I haven't watched that. I've never watched it. Because
1: I, you know, that's kind of our deal at Fashion Police. I'm always like, That's not offensive. And you're like, that feels kind of horrible to me. <laughs> like you're so. I don't ever so, say it though, but it might. I but might I just... can read it in your face, <laughs> and then I go. I can tell Dennis thinks this is too far. Oh, but you know, no, which is great. It's the that's why you have a team. But yeah. um, but I did. I didn't think for. I was like, of course not. There's nothing wrong with that. And then now I'm really like, oh, so I want people to weigh in. All right, yeah. Tori in DC. I'm I'm appealing yeah. to you directly, my love. Yeah, is lipstick lesbian? I'm obviously. The context in which someone uses it. If someone yeah. is saying it, they can be inferring. That
0: fucking lipstick lesbian. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or thank God she was a lipstick lesbian. I know, and not, you know, and not anyway. that other kind. Yeah.
0: Um, can we talk about the primary for a second, briefly?
1: The, yeah. I just before I start crying.
0: The, the the Republican primary. Here's my biggest shocker of the whole thing for me. It's
1: really a parade of assholes. Is how lame
0: Mitt Romney is. Yeah. How absolutely unspecial he is what's he good at? and he's the can one he that's do the, do the charismatic yo-yo? one can he do a yo-yo yeah. tricks yeah. like <laughs> what is he good at like i think when the history books are written the paragraph will be like and then the republican primary of 2012 the bottom line was that mitt romney sucked like that's yeah. the word that best but describes, he had better hair that's the, totally that's the word that best describes what he's doing now like he sucks. No, it's not he's we're like, not being crass. That's the way to describe what's happening.
1: He's the community theater you're doing all the president's men. Yeah. And you need an actor to play the president. But you're in like a you're in a suburb of Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. And so he's the guy that shows up to the audition who really does look like he should play the part yeah. of the president. But he can't even deliver one fucking line.
0: He can't deliver one line. He can't. He doesn't know how to get um, stuff for props. He couldn't yeah. bring anything. He couldn't bake anything. But he'll for look good on the poster. Party. He can't do anything at all. It's like,
1: is he I'm starting to think he might be
0: retarded. I know. And he's supposed to be the but, inevitable and you've got front three runner. other
1: really good actors. Well, the Republicans don't. But I'm saying in our yeah. our casting of all the president's men, and is, is the president even in All the President's Men? Is there even a president character in that? I don't know if
0: you're thinking of All the President's Men. but Whatever. I'm saying you're. All the President's uh, Men, there, there is. That's the. Um, yeah, you never
1: actually the see the president.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but a movie like that. Right, like, you need to cast you know, a president. Mr., Mr. Smith goes to Washington. I don't know if you see the so, president. Whatever.
1: The point is, yeah, he really. I can't
0: believe how. In this lame country, he is. looking
1: the part matters so much more. I can't believe how. Sucky he is when at he everything. gets to that pancake breakfast that they always do he better flip the fuck out of that pancake He's like, not gonna better... be able to
0: do it. <laughs> he he better... can't do anything it better
1: flip 14 times in the air and then land already buttered and syrup yeah. on a plate Of a homeless person. I know.
0: And good luck with that. It ain't going to happen. He gets worse and worse. And like Gingrich, I hate him, but he can deliver a glib little comment. He's a grumpy
1: motherfucker, and he he, really is good But he's good at that. Yeah.
0: He's good at it. And Santorum, I don't agree with anything he says, but there's something earnest about him that...
1: Yeah, but again, he feels like a joke. He feels like a Sasha Baron Cohen character to me. Like, really? Like, he's so extreme and ridiculous in the sweater vest that you're like... It really is Will Farrell doing but I an think SNL campaign. He of course he does.
0: And that's but like I can't believe how lame um Romney is. I can't believe it. Yeah,
1: it's astonishing.
0: Yeah. And I that's why the other two aren't gonna get out. If you're in it, you don't wanna make way for, for him
1: to win? Yeah.
0: He's retarded. Yeah. Fuck it. I'll stick it in. I'll bring down the whole party. I don't want that. He sucks. What's he good at? Like even in Miss America, you have to have a talent. It's not Miss <laughs> USA. <laughs>
1: I just can't believe So you're how... saying he's our Miss USA contestant that's running for, for Miss America. America. Yeah, and they, the they just pageant. found out you
0: have to do something good. Yeah. I just... I can't believe... That's my takeaway. I can't believe how lame he
1: is. He better work on that xylophone.
0: That. I know. Or the marimba. You can yeah. pick that up quickly. Anyways. Have you been going on any dates? Um, no, but I have one this Sunday. All right. I do. Lay it this on is us. This a bit of intrigue. Um, this gentleman who we'll call Tintin because his hair, in some pictures, has is spiky, okay. spiked up. Um, he lives in San Francisco. Mm. And in January, I think, he sent me a message on Facebook. And it was something to the effect of, hi, you may think this is super weird or super forward, but I saw you on one of my friends' page, and I thought you were handsome. And since I'm 40 and live alone and have two cats... It can't get any more. Yeah, that's whatever. Charming. Yeah, it was really charming. I'm just going to put it out there. So we started an email, like a Facebook friend, uh, yeah. get to know each other, flirtation kind of thing. And he has good friends that live down here, and um, he's in San Francisco, but he's he has lived here, and he kind of comes down here a fair amount, and would like to ultimately end up back here. I think he's caring for um, an older relative in San Francisco. And, um, so this has been ongoing, this ongoing thing with Tintin,
1: and, um... We have to have another nickname for him, but okay. I know,
0: I know, we totally do. But I'm in. San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, Frisco. Do we like Frisco?
1: That's better than Let's Tintin, yeah. I, Well,
0: Tintin's not really accurate. It's just some of the pictures. Yeah. Um, thing. But that's good. So Frisco. Yeah, Frisco. So Frisco, um, <laughs> so it was kind of, uh, we, we spoken on the phone, like, once over the course of this right and had a nice conversation, and, um... He, um, I was. We were working on the Oscars, and um, he. Okay, so when I was in Tucson, I was. I posed for a picture with my friends that were there, right? And I was leaning over, and I remember leaning on my arm, and I thought, oh, if I do this, my. Bicep yeah, a little bit like I remember clearly having that thought like oh I'm top just gonna model <laughs> next top model <laughs> Thanks, Tyra. the things you learned along the way that you didn't know <laughs> so
1: I did that and then he and it was posted Well, in Dennis, the people, for years behind your back people have always been saying Dennis Hensley knows his angles
0: <laughs> yeah really it's yeah. true and so um I posted that on the and he Wrote something to the effect of, like, wow, you know, like, he woof. liked that. Woof. something to the effect of woof. And then he sent a couple of woofy pictures just to me. And this was late night, Oscar night, fashion Right when police. you need it. And I, it was, like, 11 in the at night, and we're starting to, like, it was, cr- and I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? And, and I was, like, I was starting to look at flights and all this, and it didn't work out or whatever. But then, so, finally, he's going to come down here um, Saturday for, like, a week because um, a good friend of his having, is having surgery. Good. So oh. I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna see him on Sunday. I hope there are no complications Frisco. in
1: the friend's surgery. Not because I care about the friend, yeah, but because I want you and Frisco to get your nipples out. I think that's get the, great. Get, is that just a new fucking,
0: expression? Get your nipples out?
1: No, but I, yeah. it's what I want you to do, I just want you oh, yeah. to fucking rub titties. So and uh,
0: that's that's the um, that's the most exciting San Francisco. Yes. What about you? Of, With the uh, dates? No,
1: no. Although this week was kind of a weird life changer. Because the episode of Joan Knows Best, uh, where, like, I was... It was your main story. The A story. You and... um... And the B story was, we have to do this sexual harassment thing. But, like, I thought I was the B story, but as it turned out, they kind of, in editing, they kind of changed it, and it really was... the...
0: the other friend, Lynn.
1: Yeah, so what happens is, Joan decides she's gonna have me open for her in Napa. Right. And... She sends Melissa to go and see me do stand up here in L.A. just to make sure that I'm not that dirty, Um, because she she kind of thinks I might be. Right. Good thinking, Joan. And so uh, Melissa brings Lynn another comic, right? Thinking, well, that's good because you know that'll be two of us that know the comedy business. And Lynn freaks out when Joan does the intro, the pre recorded introduction for right. me and starts getting very jealous and then i you know open my show with doing some jokes about joan right and melissa thinks they're funny but lynn is like i can't believe he's joking about your mom and how you know that's bad and and so then melissa in trying to calm lynn down afterwards says look it's not that big a deal we can leave he was really funny i just needed to make sure that he was going to be funny for napa when he opens for my mom and Lynn didn't know I was going to open and now she's jealous because she, you know, whatever. So right. it's a thing. And then Lynn takes Joan to lunch and kind of rats me out and tries to throw me into the bus. And, and um, so then uh, we're in Napa and Joan calls me to her room. And it really was even to watch the scene was just like I had like a. I was nauseous the entire hour like i was watching it and i was like i felt like such an asshole for making fun of joan and like god what if i really you know even though like i know how it's all gonna end i'm watching this show going like oh my god what if i really never did hurt it's like Like,
0: game change You,
1: you know what's gonna happen
0: and you're a wreck i just
1: and i yeah it was just like i felt horrible like it's whatever it's a good show and joan calls me into her suite and i remember it so clearly and it's literally two hours before the show and She's like, I hear you've been telling jokes about me. I want to hear what they are. And I had to like – to say any of these jokes to Joan's face was so hard. I literally almost pooed my pants. And it was just – and then, you know, Joan's like, of course it's fine. And and she is the best. She's great. And then we do the show. And the show – they showed so much of my stand-up and like it's so being funny. Is it like...
0: still saved on our thing? I have yeah. Time to watch and it, it, it
1: was just really amazing okay. of Joan as the executive producer of the show yeah. who has, you know, control of the edit for her to allow them to show me being funny. Yeah. Like, cause she could have been like, no one else is going to be funny on the show, but me, like I'm right. a comic and I need, it's my, you know, which is what most people, and it was so, it's just so generous of her to give me that platform. Right. And it was just great. And, but you know, I also had that dumb idea that what if I open the show, come out in a G string and say to the audience, you know, every time you don't laugh, I'm going to put a piece of clothing on. Right. I'm like running around in a G string and,
0: are, are they blurring your ass? or are No, they...
1: no. It's just it's big weird. and they brown and ass. there. and At
0: least it's brown. Well, it's just – and so – What has the reaction been like?
1: That's the thing, man. It was like from the moment that it started airing on the East Coast, right. my Twitter started going like crazy. And I was on Twitter from 6.30 at night until 2 in the morning trying to answer everybody's tweets. No, do people
0: have questions? What would they say? And a what lot would you tweet of, no, back? it's just like, a lot
1: of like woofing and Hey, I love your yeah. ass. And you know, I, what, you know, we want more of you on knows <laughs> best and just, you know, sort of vul- just gay guys sending mostly gay guys. Oh, almost entirely okay. gay guys, you know, saying I've, whatever wolf and right, you know, and you know, you just forget that no one has chest hair anymore, especially gray chest hair. Right. And that that hits a nerve with a certain so demographic. What,
0: so when you would reach out to them, what was your goal to sort of thank them for watching, thank them for their interest? Yeah,
1: absolutely. You just, if someone's going to like take right. the time to like right. send a tweet, you want to at least be great. I mean, it's nice. You know, and could it,
0: you, is there a way to see what they look like or is, do they on Twitter? Cause I haven't spent a lot of time on Twitter Yeah, and I, some when people I go have on a there, picture of themselves. Them I have a hard time making sense of who's talking. And then talking. some
1: people, if you're following them and they're following you, then they can private message you. Right. And then that's where the shit goes down. Right. That's and what I to And it was going down. Let me just right. tell you. It was going down. So there are a lot of Where are they all at? All over the country? Spread out. But I can have sex in... Any state in the union right. now because of that episode, but
0: because of the tush shot, are people assuming certain things are going to happen? No, you because have to... you have got to clear that shit up. You got to just
1: know right from the start. Like this is all well and good, but just you're not fucking me. So just right. please know, yeah, like no, you don't think I'm going to let that no, I know, hang but... in the air, yeah. <laughs> and so it's like it was. It's time consuming to set up imaginary sex dates with people in Kansas City, right. When you have no plans to be in kansas city but you don't fucking know you might be in kansas city someday
0: you should tag along with one of the republican nominees and just hit all those states it's, it's
1: outrageous yeah and i had like over a hundred friend requests in like two hours on facebook like I, you can't i guess you don't think of anyone watching Wii tv right and that's not whatever a hundred that's not like right. it's a blip you know what i mean that's not but in my life that's well, oh, like in one night, deal. Yeah. and You know, and of course, I'm already maxed out on Facebook friends. So I I have to just respond back to all of them that I'm maxed out. But you could join my fan page and thank you. And again, you just want to be like, thanks. And, you know, and then a lot of people have like amazing stories of I met Joan once, you know, 15 years ago and she was so cool. And overwhelmingly, there's a lot of kindness. Now, of course, then there's the three people that say something bad and that's what fucking destroys your whole world. What do they say? Just mean things about, you know, what do, who do you think you are? You know, you don't look good in a G-string. Why would you do that? Or, right. And, and, you know, whatever. Just mean things. Twitter is for haters. It is. It's totally for haters. But, um, but overall,
0: you're happy with the way the episode came together and uh, how it ends and how just everything about it. I mean,
1: it's, it's reality television. You can't do anything about it. You right. know but, what I mean? But, but it's true. It could have it, been worse. It, it could have
0: been better. It could have been. I
1: mean, you know, obviously the editing of any situation can present it a number of different ways, right. and they were very. Just the fact real. that they show
0: you doing a lot of stand-up is great. So generous, because so that will help you the other gigs and as seen on that. Yeah, I think that's really. Clip.
1: I'm supr- I'm constantly surprised at Joan's generosity. It's amazing. You know, it's, fantastic. it's just really wonderful of her. Yeah. Um, just beautiful, just lovely.
0: Yeah. Oh, speaking of um, th- where shit goes down on Twitter and st- stuff like this. Okay. So I think I told you about the first Grinder person, or not Grinder, Scruff. The first Scruff person that I interacted with in Santa Barbara. And um, we'll call him Santa Barbara. <laughs> and it turns out that he knows um, Garrett, who lives up there, yeah. who knew you. He's friends with him whatever so I happened to be at Santa Barbara Film Festival just got on scrub for the first time turns out I'm interacting with somebody that right. I have friends in common it's like small world blah blah so I had coffee with this dude when he was in LA because he had an internship in town and it had to be quick because he had to leave but it was a nice co- coffee and I and we I thought we you know we'd do something again the next time he was down whatever get your nipples out get my nipples out maybe whatever so a few weeks go by and I think I I emailed him a couple times or sent him a text saying hey you know do you want to next time you're down here maybe we can go see because he likes to go to plays and stuff and so he goes oh yeah it's nice to hear from you and he goes he goes i have kind of a i have a story to tell you it's kind of embarrassing and i was like and i knew exactly what it was he had interacted with you on grinder and sent a picture at least one picture of himself and um
1: that is hilarious
0: and but the weird thing was that i knew when he said it's kind of embarrassing and i thought
1: it be? Why? How? Why I don't you know, know that.
0: I don't know. I just knew. It's weird. Um, but dude from Santa Barbara. I short. don't. I have
1: no idea who it could be.
0: <laughs> he said. Well, he said I sent him my incriminating pictures or whatever. And then he goes, "Oh well, well picture." So I, it, maybe it's just one picture. Um, and he said, and he, you know, <laughs> he. he I was like, he goes, I think it's your roommate because he said he lived by the Burbank airport and his name was Tony and he was standing in front of a picture that said Tony Tripoli.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I go, I think that's it. I think, uh, yeah, it is. I mean, I, you know, it was no big deal, but it was just um, one of those small world because he's on the Scruff and the grinder. I've never some been on double, Scruff. Some people do the yeah. double uh we have never been on
1: Scruff, and, but I've never met him, right?
0: I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think he's been down here yeah. since then because his, I think his internship ended. Um, but uh, blonde guy, shorter.
1: I have no idea. Yeah, I really have no idea. Um, anyone? I don't. I can't call anyone ever mentioning Santa Barbara.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's where he lives. Um, the other but, thing you know, that I'm saw, not there to talk, Dennis. You're not there to talk. I'm not there to make friends. You're there to lock it down. No. But the other thing that's interesting about Scruff is I was, you know, on um, – You'd search local or whatever, and there was this couple that popped up that I know no I don't know them super well, but I know them and one guy I'd gone on some dates with in the late nineties, and um he was really into me, and for some reason I wasn't that into it, and he was a, he was kind of a Disney dude, like mm-hmm. he had the cells all over the place, and he was all about it and i don't know i I wasn't that into him, even though he he was cute and really into me, whatever it didn't happen, so he fell in love with this other guy, and they'd been together quite a while and I see them around at different events and they always look really happy together. Like I see them walking their dogs down Ventura Boulevard, getting coffee and Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And so they're on scruff together as a couple. Right. And um, the, the, the boyfriend had put the ad up. It was clearly in his voice and you know, they both have eight inches and they like to kiss and suck and fuck and all this stuff. And I was reading it and I was really titillated by it.
1: I really kind of admired them. <laughs> I was really like, good for you. They're just uh, getting everybody's needs met.
0: They're getting everyone's. Like, Walking I just, dogs. I
1: just had no problem with it at all. Taking and that I had eight really... inches out on the scruff.
0: Yes. And
1: then they go for coffee.
0: Yes. And they seem really happy. Yard
1: work. Yes. Eight inches with a stranger. Walk for the dogs. sure. Yeah, I was but, like, "Ain't it the life?"
0: I was very. I had no problem with it whatsoever, and I just felt like acknowledging that in a public space. All right, isn't that? What happens when you see somebody you know on Grindr? Do you, do you, are you? I block them immediately. You
1: block them immediately. Yeah, I, I pretend it never happened.
0: Do you, do you? You're not intrigued by what they've written or what? No, they've, No, that's yeah.
1: none of my. Be- I don't know. It's none of my. You be- blo- I mean, boom block. If it's someone that I know, yeah, that is. That. I don't know that well. And right. I was like, oh, there's the, I know that guy. He's really yeah, sexy. Then that's attra- one I've thing. I've always been attracted to him. But if it's like, you yeah. know, if I were to fucking, if I were ever on Grindr and your picture popped up, I would immediately block it. Yeah. Because I just feel like, no, that's not my, I don't want to. And plus I'm still in Rome according to that picture. <laughs> yeah. No, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that's like, that's too close. That's yeah. like,
0: <laughs> this person is in the next room. Yeah, yeah. That just
1: feels, it feels like almost like it's like yeah. snooping. But the thing with this
0: couple was that they were people that I knew enough to be kind of intrigued by, but not yeah. somebody that's like a good friend, you know, that I see all the time. But it was really like, oh, interesting. All right. That's right. They have needs. They're getting yeah, I've,
1: I've been on Grindr and had a, run into a couple that is a Because fr- you know how much I want to do a three-way. Yeah, for sure. And, and then it was like, I know these guys and that it couldn't happen. And I had to block that immediately. Because I was like, oh, God, that's scary. No.
0: Did they reach out? No, 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 no. you just saw them and blocked it? But it was
1: just like, oh, God. Were you
0: surprised that they were uh, hot to trot like that?
1: I'm never surprised by that.
0: Right. So, but yeah, I guess I was surprised. That's cool. Um, I wrote something here that I can't read. Oh, I wrote down the presidential. That was the name of the hotel you told me about. Mm -hmm. All right. I think I've covered most of my Um, post-its.
1: Joan Rivers is recording a stand-up special. For I believe it's gonna be on Showtime. I think it's gonna air. Wow, and uh, we're shooting it in Chicago. She's doing two shows in Chicago on the 31st of March. Holy shit! So, on Friday the 30th, yeah, we're in Phoenix, well, Chandler, Arizona, and I'm opening for her, and that's gonna be super fun. Then, Joan is taking the red eye. To Chicago Friday night. I'm going to stay the night with my family and fly to Chicago the following morning. Right. And then uh, Joan is doing two shows. I'm not sure what theater in Chicago, but tickets are still available if anyone wants to come. Uh, and you're going to be there. I will be there, but not. I don't are think you I'm opening? opening or anything. Yeah. I don't think that. I mean, maybe. I don't think so, um, but I'll be there. So if there's any couch potatoes in Chicago, want to come see Joan and let me know because maybe I can come say hi. The um, Mile
0: High City. The
1: Birth of the Blues. <laughs> and um and so yeah but and it's going to be comedy special uh, how'd and it's going to be she's hot 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 right now they, she's well, not on enough networks i know it's it had been in i mean it was finalized forever ago
0: yeah does she feel like um cuz she's always bringing new material in and mixing yeah. it up but does she feel like uh, kind of pressure to like bring new stuff or tried and well, true or
1: it's stuff that you, you know, she won't do anything that she's ever done on a special on a TV show yeah. or a comedy special before, yeah. And then once she's done it, she won't really most of that stuff she won't really do, yeah, anymore, right? So, you know,
0: yeah, it, you want to bring it, you gotta yeah. bring when it's a TV special, you gotta bring it totally because those things play forever and ever yeah that's exciting i didn't it's know she was super doing super that.
1: cool yeah she's and so red hot right now that's when you're going to then you'll be headed to island house key west
0: yes i'm going on um april 2nd fantastic now i don't i i have i've registered for twitter but i don't even i've never tweeted and i don't have any followers well you need to get on that for you that you need to build it up
1: yeah so that you ugh. can be tweeting what i know ugh yeah it's we'll not talk my thing i know i, know. I hate it
0: um all right. So follow me on Twitter. <laughs> what is your Twitter name? I don't know. I'll have to find out. I think it's well, I think it's Dennis C. Hensley or maybe or something. It's I couldn't get just Dennis Hensley. Okay. I had to get some variation. So i I'm, I'm gonna look it up and all see right. if I can figure it out and maybe do that. Um do you enjoy Twitter? No. Apart from having, you know, the no, it's one more thing that gets
1: in the way of me doing the shit I need to be doing. Right. Just, so you, you don't, know. but
0: you don't find it because that's my thing. whenever I'm re- reading on no, it, no, there's a lot or, of really nice people. Yeah, but I never feel enriched by it when I'm. No. When I hear what somebody tweeted, or I, or I, you know, a lot of times for work we'll be researching jokes, and if somebody tweeted, yeah. there might be a joke in there. So you're reading. I just never feel like. Oh, I'm so glad I read that. I learned that. I I was wondering if you had gotten anything. It's not like
1: Facebook where you run into people from your past and it's kind of neat to reconnect. It's it very you know. I mean, every once in a while, someone on Twitter is like, "Hey, I met you at this thing," or "We knew each other years ago," or whatever. But you know, it's um,
0: Um, yeah. I was reading this interview with George Clooney, who I admire. Yeah, and he was saying that he is very afraid that he won't live up to his promise in terms of all that he can do creatively and whatever you know whatever and i i used to feel more like that i used to really be motivated by this need to be creative and to do projects and mm-hmm. realize things and make things happen and move ahead in my career whatever and i'm not like that anymore yeah i, I don't know
1: what happens we have that in common now
0: um i'm not
1: Supermoto. I mean, you know. I'm
0: not as ambitious as I used to be. I still, but I think it's, I think it's born out of that. It's been beaten out of you? A little bit, but not in a way that, oh, it's so unfortunate. Like, I think I came through that hard time. Right. And that stuff, I don't know. It also the landscape change. It's not, it's not so easy to, from where I'm sitting, to go, oh, I can plug this thing that I do into this market and maybe make a little money or like i you know i i can't looking at books i'm like i don't i don't know what the fuck to make of that you know so it's not it's not so obvious but i'm not as compelled as i used to be creatively but and i'm also i um i'm making a living i have a good job that i really love and uh and i like you know doing fun things with people well, that's and the thing you're great it's more for about people you have less about stuff i don't know but i used to be really ambitious and when i read that quote i'm like i used to think like that and i don't think like that anymore yeah so i don't know are you ambitious
1: not i mean yeah not really i i definitely want to you know have a career Right. And, you know, I hate saying take it to the next level, but I definitely, Just you know. Just trying to
0: think about how to take my career to the next level. Oh, my God. That story, Dennis. I wish I could tell it. I know. Um,
1: somebody that uh, – You can't. Uh, yeah. No. Somebody was at a somebody, memorial somebody for somebody a, a dead know person. Somebody that was
0: at a memorial for a dead person. And, and everyone there, was being there, very, very solemn. Um, ambitious in Hollywood, a performer or whatever. Um and everyone was being very solemn and this person sat down next to another person um, looking out at the water it was by the ocean and this person sighed and and the friend said, "Hey, are you okay?" And this person said, "Just trying to figure out how to take my career to the next level." And that was a very <laughs> indicative story about It was about such a, a Hollywood person. dick moment. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. remembering this other friend that had died, but anyways, yeah. Just trying to career, so you're trying to make, figure out how to take your career I to am, the next level.
1: I am. Uh, but so, no, I'm not terribly motivated. You know, I mean, I signed with this uh, management company that's going to try to get me more, you know, bookings and right on. Out, out loud talent. Right on. Um, Who
0: do they represent? Like gay comics?
1: Oh, boy, Dennis, you would ask that. Um, I don't need names, they, but they do. No, they stand represent that I'm their first comic. Right. Um they represent some people from RuPaul's Drag Race. Fabulous. Um that are probably not people you would remember. That's all right. From RuPaul's Drag Race and um Jack McEnroth, I think, right is on. with them. He does for, a lot like, of stuff. public appearances. Yeah. Um and yeah.
0: That's good though. So
1: it's but it's just sort of like, you know, mostly like people that have been on a reality show that are gay that could maybe host an evening yes. at a bar or yes. something you know what i mean like yeah booking that kind of can stuff can be fun and that's great and so whereas yeah. i was like well I, you know i just want to be doing my stand up in more cities right um good so yes yeah, so but so yeah you know i'm trying to like ma- you know make some shit happen but it's you know apparently i'm on the cover of uh echo magazine that hits stands i think today in phoenix arizona if, you're, if you're in the phoenix area do they still
0: have competing magazines, or is it just Echo now? I
1: think it's just—I don't know. But Most I mean, cities
0: that had more than one now—they literally
1: wouldn't even promise if I was on the cover. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? It was such a—it's like really, I'm coming there with fucking Joan Rivers. Like, who's yeah. the what's the bigger gay story in it's, Phoenix, Arizona, this week?
0: Well, in Tucson, it's about that lesbian that's yeah. not into the church anymore.
1: See, there you go. It's I got bumped. some shit up. So um, yeah,
0: um, I was thinking about my meltdown, like my the the uh, freelance freefall, and the interesting thing about it. Um, is when I drive around, I can remember all the places where I had, like, weird anxiety issues. Like, oh, that's that coffee bean that one night where I <laughs> took that Zoloft and it fucking freaked me out. Oh, that's the – I remember – like, I can remember places that I went. There are certain places that are very – oh, yeah, I remember being a mess at that
1: place. It's so an, that's It's sort of like a drug person that's gotten sober – and they Going, look back oh, on my God. Oh, don't even mention the hard rock Vegas. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's your,
0: and i like, I remember like yogurt lands. I remember we were, I was, I had my career coach and, at the end of the year you were taking stock and there were things that were good about the year. And I remember listing Yogurt Land. Like I like that you could just get yogurt by the pan that you could weigh your Jesus own. Christ. That was a highlight That's sad. of that year. But no, it's very true. Like, and What I are also, you
1: Ethiopian? I know. Yeah. But I would
0: go there with friends. it was just like fun. Like that was that that's what that time was.
1: But that was Life Rap Productions too. That, that was, was Life Rap Productions that present. That fucking... But
0: I could do the Life Rap Productions tour of Los Angeles. Which yeah. is weird is that like I remember like um i remember it's good to remember that stuff
1: though. i think it helps that you just do for-
0: the new beverly going there were a few nights i went with like jesse and scott and saw some old movies but i would remember taking whatever i don't know what was uh <laughs> or whatever i was doing like a little bit little bit they weren't there wasn't much but i just remember yeah. like that and then we go to the movie and there was um the regal cinemas downtown the new ones down way downtown and Brian Fuller had arranged for a whole bunch of people to go see Alice in Wonderland, and I think I was new on whatever that was, and I was fucking freaking You're out. You were having an acid trip. during I was Alice, having, totally, Alice in Totally, and I had to get up. I remember having to get up and take, like, an oh, I'm going to do... The, you know, And I was so uptight about taking things, like, I don't know if I should take another quarter. I'm so... <laughs> whatever, but I remember literally getting up and taking something else. And I'm sure and, you
1: weren't the only person in that theater that was on some uh, Yes, kind of and that,
0: luckily, yeah, so... Yeah, it's weird. So someday I'm going to open up the the Life Reproductions yeah. tour of Los Angeles. Yeah, so there's that. Um, I think that's about Rachel it. Rachel
1: Maddow. I read this um, on the back page of Newsweek. They do this thing called My Favorite Mistake. And Rachel Maddow is on the current one. And she talks about she was out. She knew she was gay. I want to say it was like her sophomore year of college or her freshman year of college or something Mm -hmm. she was young and she hadn't told her family but she it had crystallized she realized it she was good with it and she was sort of confrontational about it and wanted to like be kind of in people's faces with it right so she and there were no other out lesbians freshman year uh, wherever she went pepperdine or someplace and you know freshman class of a thousand people she was the only you know out lesbian and so she there was one like out gay writer at the school newspaper or something and so they did like a joint interview together where like they sort of interviewed each other Mm -hmm. for the paper but her condition was this can't run until next week because this weekend i'm going home to visit my family and i will tell them this weekend so it can't run until the following week's edition of the paper right and the guy like double crossed her in the, and ran it the next day, like in the paper. Mm. And before she got home to visit her family, someone clipped the article and like emailed it to her folks. Or mm. And that's how they found out that their daughter was a lesbian mm-hmm. and they were very, very religious. And um, so her regret is that not only did their that her parents find out that they had a gay child, which is a challenge for any parent. Mm-hmm. And she makes it very clear that they've been very accepting right. and, you know, that they struggled with it in the moment, which is their right. And, he, you know, so she's not slamming the parents at all. But that, you know, not only that, but then they found out in the paper and they found out that everyone else already knew, but they were like the last... I mean, there was sort of insult to right, injury. that you felt like you couldn't come to me. But she said something so interesting in the article. And as someone who is so anti-religion, as as me i thought this really kind of resonated with me she said you know my parents were very very catholic and that was why they had such a you know uh virulent response mm-hmm. to the news at first but the blessing there was because of their extreme religion they were also quicker to forgive and get over and love me anyway Mm-hmm. And I've never heard someone point that angle out. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was just fascinating. So there's not a joke or anything. I just thought – There doesn't have to be. I'm always sort of shitting on religion. And that's one of those examples of religion done right. Yeah. Like they were able to step outside the super specific teachings of the Catholic Church and go, but the bigger picture is we're supposed to love everyone and be accepting. And so we're going to choose to let that override – these specific one mention, one line in the Bible kind of stuff. Right. So that we can still love our daughter and be ultimately be better people. Right. Isn't that I kind love of it. beautiful? I
0: think it's good. It kind of reminds me. I'm well, when I came out to my family, my book was coming out. So I yeah. had that ticking clock and I remember I had, I was going to write a letter. My book was about to come out and some friend from high school was like, somebody just saw on the web, like some interview I'd done or some right. early bit about the book had come out. And, um, so, you better hurry. And I remember writing the letters and I got in under the wire. Yeah. Um,
1: I remember my mom really fucking pressuring you, too. I do remember that, too. Like, you've got to, you got to. She was it, like, you, you will it. not let your mother find out in a book. Yeah. That so, is just, you know, I did. I wrote the letter. Let but it was, I, I did
0: have a ticking clock. I did, it was under a deadline. And it was very, it made me angry that I had to do it. Not that I had to tell them. Not that. Not about them, but just that I, here I was on the cusp of something that could be the right. one of the greatest things in my life. And I ran the risk of like you had this hurting bummer my family, hanging, Dave, yeah. like, You know, so I just was like,
1: fuck that. You but know. isn't that a great life thing? Cause there is no great thing that can happen in your life that doesn't have a bummer in it somewhere. Right. For someone that you love. I mean, that's just the reality of the world. There's right. always a, and, it's hard to negotiate those things and it's part of becoming yeah. a grown-up so i wrote the
0: letter yeah. But i wonder if i read it now what i would think and i don't think i have it um the other thing i wanted to mention is your, i just got this book that i had ordered it's called the righteous mind and i saw this guy on bill moyers and he's a moral psychologist so mm-hmm. he studies psychology but also where people's morality comes from and why they approach things and It has to do kind of with what you're talking about with Rachel Maddow. And I just started reading it, but he was on Bill Moyers. And if you can download it or look it up, it's fascinating because, you know, our culture, at least politically, is so divisive now that it's just complete. There's nothing in the middle. And um, the way he writes, it helps you understand why people think the way they are. And he started out with this anecdote. Um, He did a TED talk and he said, you know, a liberal and a conservative go to see the David in Rome and the liberals like, oh, my God, this is the can you believe the most beautiful thing? And uh, this is amazing. And, mm-hmm. and the and the conservatives like, I can't believe they're showing that, you know, they get they get uptight about the nudity right. or whatever. I, he's better explained than that. But um, I was fascinated with him on Bill Moyers. And now I'm reading the book and it has to do with why people um, are, are different in that way. And yet and yet have the courage of the convictions.
1: Well, what about that? package that was on bill maher this week where they went to mississippi
0: i didn't see that and it's everyone thinks that oh um,
1: my god and he makes this big point about saying look we're not only showing you the people with missing teeth right and that talk this way and that like literally there are 25 more people that are on the cutting room floor that are they all look the same we just had to edit it down to a minute and a half right but we're not and they were all saying that they believe Obama's a Muslim and uh, yes. the whole thing. <clears throat> and And but and like and like, you know, I don't want <clears throat> I don't want the government, you know, I don't want fucking government handouts and the person standing in a shed and they poo in a bucket. Right. I'm not kidding. Like third world kind of poverty and they're like, I don't want no government handouts and they're like, But aren't you on food stamps? And they're like, Well, yeah, but that's not the government handout. Right. You know, they owe me that. Right. Like th- th- like they know pieces of the rhetoric, right. but they can't even it's just weird how people will cling to one thing. Yeah. He's not a Christian, and I'd rather— And
0: nothing you can say can convince them. Nothing, right. you can do. No, It's never going to change. And, and part of this book is why are people like that? Why, for, on both sides, right. why are people the way they are? Why do they think things are the way they are? And one of the things that they talk about is that liberals have— it's a, it's a variable that, that has a name like an experience— it's a it's a variable that measures openness to experience, mm-hmm. you know, and in general, liberals have a rate higher in this particular trait, which neither a good or bad trait, but and
1: trying new things.
0: Yes, being open to things, right. you know, trying new things, and and conservatives tend to have less of that. And like their their identity is very set in what they know, who they know, um, community, family, you right. know, and anything that threatens that or appears to threaten that. That's what they take umbrage against. Yeah. So, why would I want to go to Europe? Yeah. That's. They're, they're just trying to get at me. Right. know, You know. They threaten the. You know. They're. And, and and it makes the point that this loyalty to the group, to the community, to the church, mm-hmm. whatever that is, is is a very moral thing. Um.
1: Yeah. Come the thing. instinct
0: of it is totally. Is, yeah. So anyway, I've just started reading it. It's a little dry, but.
1: Anyways, all right. God, we're we go deep. On, I know. I want to read one. Uh, Email, I would read more, except for only one of you couch potatoes bother to write us an email. But we so. have
0: been not as frequent, too. So Oh, I
1: would rather just blame them, but you're, okay. you do have, have a point. What's the name of this podcast that's back, again? That's back to you being better than me and smarter <laughs> than me. Um, so, hello, Couchman. Hello, Dennis and Tony. I found your podcast through Linoleum Knife a few right weeks on. ago. Love, Love you guys. Uh, and now I'm listening to them all back from the beginning. And as of today, I'm finally caught up with the lives of Dennis... Um, and Tony hoping to he movies and more Um,
0: (laughs) if we had a CD there should be like those those would be our title track but wait there's movies and
1: more Um, to the discussion of um, the Joan Rivers documentary changing your lives it seems like um, it was taken from a movie where the good guys are finally doing well and the talk of Eric is fading I don't know who he is remember him yeah do you still think of him Um, I do actually in what moments? I have a sadness about it. I, you know, I was Are, so is it, in love. Could it be
0: part of the Life Raft Productions tour? Are there locations? Oh, oh of course. I, yeah. st-
1: I don't. I won't drive down La Brea, the stretch between where his house. Wow. I don't even know if he still lives there. Right. But I but literally always there. turn off La Brea at Third Street. There's I can't a yogurt land there. Isn't that interesting? I can't interesting? pass that Yogurtland. Wow. used To go there.
0: Shit, that should be our lunch break on the Life Raft Productions tour. Yeah, it'll never happen. <laughs> uh, but no, it's really <laughs> funny, funny that how much. It.
1: Like I can't believe I've been single. I haven't dated anybody seriously since then. And a part of me goes, God, did something break? Did a part of me, did a part of me break that'll never be fixed again? And I could never really have, I can never really be in love Mm. like that again. Or is it just, I haven't met the, I keep saying I just haven't met the person that Mm -hmm. is, but I definitely kind of go, okay, now it's two and a half years. That's not, Mm -hmm. you met a lot of people in that two and a half years. Really? It was all their fault hmm anyway um so this idiot thinks that the talk of eric is fading um i don't know who he is but some somehow someone who would uh fake an illness to get out of a three-way and treated my tony with such little respect seems like an asshole uh i was wondering what happened to the podcasts from august to november you mentioned that they were removed due to tony's oversharing Uh, i wish that i would have become a member before then so i I would have loved to hear have heard what was said
0: it's all it'll be part of the tour
1: <clears throat> thank you for the hours of enjoyment i've had listening to the um the episodes um and i look forward to new ones as they become available your new couch potato clint in dallas so thank I you i love it and i'm sorry that those podcasts are gone but they are gone forever and it's just a bummer and i you know i have to try to zip it a little more and not say things i'm not supposed to talk about that right. i don't think are private or th- mean or me talking out of school, but then they are upon reflection. But again, Dennis is smarter than me and better than me. So that's, uh, there you that's have that.
0: it. I yeah. bet there are big, huge chunks that would be fine someday. Maybe I'll, I'll have a listen and see if there's any, well, you know, um, but, uh, and I
1: thanked uh, you know, again, I'll just say it. I thank all the podcast listeners that have those podcasts that never put them up somewhere else. Cause you know, I would have been, I still could be, you know, sued. So I really appreciate all the catchphrases that have those, just keeping them on the DL. And
0: They're on the is. DL. There are um, basement tapes. Yeah, Bootleg, I think,
1: is the word. Yeah. It's um, the, the Beatles' Black
0: Album. It's for sure. I had a thought. It was profound. It Don't to do, do, do that. Stuff. This has been a very deep one anyway. Yeah. So maybe that's enough.
1: All right. Maybe well, we enough. love you for listening, and we will try to do another one uh, a little bit sooner. We have what's coming up on the horizon, Dennis. Um, traveling? I'm
0: traveling. I'm going away a little bit here and there. Uh, but any
1: time, immediately?
0: No, I don't think so. We're in town
1: for another couple weeks, right? Yes,
0: I might try to go to Palm Springs on the twenty fourth.
1: Exciting. Um, that's a possibility. I went to Palm Springs and spent the day with Barry Manilow. You? Yes. Yeah. We didn't talk about. It was that. amazing. He was just. I mean, there's just not much to tell other than he was so great, and he is such a fan. He loves Joan so deeply. He used to open for her as a piano player, like way back in the day. Right. And just loved her forever and loves the reality show and just wanted to know all of the behind the scenes and like, oh my God, and how did Melissa survive that breakup? And she was, was, she was so great to let the cameras keep rolling and what did Jason do and da, da, da. And he had like gone online to look up what Jason had right. done and did he, is this true? I read this online and yeah. like, he really was like a fan and re- he was so, such a charming, open, warm, Man and his house is you turn on this really unassuming street in Palm Springs, and then it dead ends at this gate. And you push – I feel like I told this. You push no, the I don't think you told it. You told that you, the told that you were the going gate, to go, but you didn't tell that you and it. And the voice goes, hello, Mr. Tripoli. We've been expecting you. Yeah. And the gate opens, and he was like, this is Sean, the house manager. Just please drive up the hill. Stay all the way to the left-hand side, all the way to the top. And you'll see Larry's silver Honda waiting at the top, and I'll be standing there waiting for you. Right on. And he's literally – the house man was waiting – I was expecting him to have, like, a pink lemonade on a silver tray, but he didn't. No. Um, but, like, you drive up and you pass, like, all these other houses and you get to the top of the hill. Turns out all those other houses are just Barry's guest houses for when people want to come sure. to town and stay. And he lives up on the mountain. Are they in this... named,
0: like, Mandy?
1: They're named, but I don't know You're what they the are. staying in yes. No, they villa. literally, there's, like, three other houses yeah. and each ones are named. And yeah. and one is, like, you know, the staff, you know, quarters. and yeah. But it's not gross or ostentatious. And it's this beautiful... One story, like ranch house that wraps around the midway point of the mountain and the front, you know, one wall of every room is glass just looking out over Palm Springs. And it's beautiful, but not grotesque and so tasteful and sort of Southwesty and, but not like overly themed. And there's a beautiful pool and we had lunch outside by the pool overlooking all of Palm Springs. He just loves it. And he goes, I'm just so happy here. And he built a recording studio slash office with that juts out kind of over the pool, overlooking all of Palm Springs and where you stand to record juts out. And so there's two glass walls so that when you're standing there with the mic, I literally stood in the spot where his microphone is, where he records his albums and you know, three sides of you are glass and you're just jut, you're on this like platform it's so magnificent and beautiful, and but I don't want to describe – it's not gross. It's not like obscene wealth. Like It's ta- it's nice. I love it. And, you know, he would when does he tour? He's touring lunch. now, right? It started – the tour started a week and he's the next to week, and he wanted like – I feel like right here in this story there could be a joke. And I would right. go, what about this? And he would go, you get up and do it. And he would have me pretend to like play the piano and then start telling this story, and I would tell the story and then add my joke here. And then I would go back to the piano, which leads me to the next song. Da, 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 yeah. And he would go, Yes, yes, I get it. Okay, now I'm going to do it. And now tell me if I fuck it up. Just tell me. Just tell me because I don't want to fuck up your joke. Yeah. Like, I couldn't believe that he was cursing because he's, you yeah. know, so clean. And he was so like a sponge. Like, like his whole deal was like, I'm not great at telling stories. And I go, How many albums do you have? Yeah. Every song on your album is a story. You're an amazing storyteller. And he was yeah. like, Well, I know, but not like, you know i can only tell a story when i'm when the piano's tinkling underneath it and i go right. no that's not true like but it's amazing that he had he didn't have that arrogance of like look i've been in the business forever i can do anything like he really was like this is not what i'm the best at and i want to be awesome at it What's and the i theme brought of you here tour? today and i, I cuz you're great at telling stories so i'm going to learn from you like it was really it's amazing i was surprised and touched and he was so like literally tell me if i fuck up your story uh, don't let me fuck up your joke Like It was great And he was hilarious What's and,
0: the um, Theme of this tour Is it greatest hits Or oh, is yes, it It's like, definitely that a new album That he's tied he to He does have anything? a brand
1: new album Called 15 Minutes Right um and th- track number three on it is this ballad that is so beautiful is it out yet yeah okay. and i he gave me a copy so i'll let you borrow I it. Want it um I and i couldn't now, i couldn't say will you sign that for me i just didn't want to be like that oh, guy like okay. i didn't take a picture with him and like i didn't want to be but he's so thin and he just had hip surgery he right? had both hip tendons wow removed from his hip bones they had to snip the top part off because it was too frayed. Stretch them back up, and then, excuse me, literally nail them back into the bone. Yeah. And it takes a couple months for them to re stretch out. Like he had damaged his hip socket so bad over the years. Copa. That's, that's what he says. He goes, "It's thirty five years of doing Copa Cabana with a yeah. showgirl." Yeah. It'll it's just that movement. Yeah, and then sitting down. Don't on the fall piano. in love. App- apparently, truthfully. The idea of doing some kind of strenuous sort of hip thing and then sitting for an hour at a piano is sort of like a one two punch
0: that really is
1: truly. I know it sounds funny, but it really is damaging. Yeah. So, anyway, so. Look out, Gloria Stefan, you're next. But he was like, he was like, we wrote this really fun bit where he was like, you know, when you're laying there and you're just, it's depressing. And, you know, the doctors are so honest about this is going to be a really grueling surgery, but they don't tell you how that the worst part is the recovery from it and you're just laying there helpless. And I don't like people taking care of me. And like, you just get depressed. And we've all been there. And I found like, you know, I think we can all relate to this. When you're really at your lowest, you have to dig and find something bigger than yourself to get you through. And I found it, Vicodin. (laughs) And, And he's like, and he goes, it's true. You find this thing that's bigger than yourself. And you just, you take it with you everywhere. And now I just, I have it in me. I have it in me always. Vicodin (laughs) and it's this really funny thing for him to kind of like do a Vicodin joke but he kind of like and he's really you know admits like you know I would just lay there and watch tv like I'm he's like I never thought I would know all of the housewives on a first name basis and like you know I bought a Snuggie and four Chia Pets and three Shakeweights like you know what I mean like you just can't believe like he's really kind of open about that stuff and how, what a dark period it was, and then how long the, it was and, it? Was the surgery? Oh, the day that I was with him was his first day without using the walker the entire wow. day. Wow. He pushed they had to push the tour back by six weeks. Wow. They told him re- it would take six weeks to rehab, so he booked Radio City for six weeks and one day oh. after the surgery, and then had to reschedule it. Wow. So but, I'm trying um, to think
0: of my favorite song of his because I he was it to me when I was growing up, and I whenever I auditioned for like swing choir. I sang his songs and like to this day, karaoke, like if I want to really like, you know, although people don't want to hear a ballad, but if I want to tear some shit up, it's weekend in new England. Yeah. But I like, like there's so many obscure ones that I like, like all the time. And there was this one,
1: there was this one joke that he was coming off of like, it was leading into a piano intro. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think if you say it like this and then you play the did it, did it into this intro, that is the rhythm of the joke. Like yeah. I was kind of like, and he goes, wow, you're really musical. You're a singer, aren't you? Yeah. And it was this weird thing of like, having I would this, have cried. like oh I know this God. legend, like just in the talking of this joke, like the way yeah. I was expressing this joke was a way that he really, and he goes, Wow you're a singer. And I go, well, I have massacred so many of your songs on cruise ships over the years. It's really a miracle. I never got a cease and desist yeah. from your people. And like, but yeah, there was like this weird moment where I just got this crazy chill that Barry Manilow recognized your musicality. It was, that was like insane, but That's amazing. Just, I, can't, I can't say enough wonderful stuff about him. And he was super cool. And, and there wasn't like, okay, before we get started, I need you to sign this non-disclosure agreement. Right. Like he wasn't <laughs> – because you know you expect nowadays people are so like afraid. <laughs> yeah. And um he was just so open and warm and generous and – And it was just great. It was a really great day. And he was like – he emailed me again later and was like, thank you so much. I can't believe you did the drive just for me. And like, you know, really nice. Well, I
0: was going to Suzanne Summers later too. Oh, I wish. They're chummy. They're such good friends. I want to go down there and hang with them and go to the Mary Pickford movies. Let me tell you something. At one
1: point in the day, he goes, oh, next time you come, we've got to bring Suzanne over because you guys would love each other. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's right. You think that Suzanne Summers would love me? (laughs) She totally would. That was such – it was like – Oh my god! I can't. Yeah, I just. Yeah, it was a great. They day. hang. Yeah, it was really wonderful. I love it. All so right. anyway, so that's the podcast. Wow,
0: we delivered. We've given them. Well, if
1: you're gonna wait two weeks, we're romance, gonna we're gonna show up, intrigue, we're gonna show up with some shit and movies and, and more. Movies and more. Can you believe we're already <sighs> almost to fucking April?
0: Yeah, I have no sense of time, really. But I was—I'm doing my taxes, so I was looking back at all the last year, Oof. and I was going through the travel receipts. I did a lot of neat went places. I went did everywhere stuff. twice. Philly, oh, that's neat. Puerto Vallarta, Vegas. Actually, I went three times to Vegas. Like New York. Like there was yeah. like this trip. This yeah. So whatevs. But um, yeah, it was right. good.
1: Well, you guys, as always, uh, check out um, our friends' podcast, Linoleum Knife. That's right. Um, awesome times I knew the world's best. Lip balm, Dr. Kiss, yes. as seen on uh, Joan Knows Best, by yes. the way. Brett uh, did a bang-up job. Find that his at vanitymark.com. Did you
0: know he, he bought an AMC Pacer that's being shipped here from back east? It's his dream. He
1: wants to have it. Wow. Yeah. No. Is he going to have it painted purple?
0: I think he's having it painted blue, but he's gonna, it's going to be his He's going to trick it out?
1: He's going to trick that shit out. I think I that's might, I'm thinking of
0: giving him a shower. For, for the a, car? Yeah. Yeah. Like a little thing, like maybe just a lunch or whatever. I don't know. Cause it's like, yeah, he so, he posted pictures and he's been looking online and all that stuff. He wants That's exciting. Yeah. Oh, did I tell you what my birthday theme is going to be this year? Did Uh we discuss this? We did. Oh, boogie nights. Yeah. Yeah. So, But anyway, he could bring his car to the Boogie Nights. Oh my night's God, that's right. We can do birthday. pictures in it.
1: Yes. We need to find a way to get his car inside the venue. I know. I want to do set. one
0: of those photo sets that really have atmosphere.
1: with Have Gabriel yes. shoot.
0: Or, you know, he knows how, how that works. So either turn me on to somebody or whatever. All right, you guys.
1: Send us an email at thecomedycouch at gmail.com. You can always find Dennis at com. You can find me at TonyTripley.com. That's it. Uh, we'll talk to you later. We love you for listening. Bye. Bye.